It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hey, the Upfront panel has convened on this Thursday morning, and that means that uh, we're joined by Christopher Boulay. And uh, he's a um, financial advisor in uh, real life. And then uh, on Thursday, so he steps back as a private citizen and chats with us on some of the issues of the day. And that's what we're going to do today. Hello, sir. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's uh, fantastic to be here. So I have a, a question for you. Tomorrow, our guest is uh, James Diosa, the former mayor of Central Falls. And uh, he wants to be general treasurer. And then our guest uh, a couple of weeks ago was Stephen Pryor, Commerce Secretary for the state of Rhode Island. And he wants to be general treasurer. And these two guys face off in the primary in September against each other. So my question is, um, in looking at their qualifications, and they're two, two relatively smart guys, and looking at mine... Could I run for general treasurer? I guess you don't have to be an accountant or a math teacher or um, a financial advisor to be general treasurer because there must be a whole bunch of treasurer-type people in the office to begin with. Tell me a little bit about that office. Yeah, there really are. And, and I have said, uh, I think Magazine, our current treasurer, has done a very, very good job. Gina Romando did a, did a good job. But we've had situations where we've had general treasurers who weren't much higher than a bank teller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a political position. It's, a, it's, uh, it's voted on. And um, by and large, they've got a, a permanent staff there that, that runs the money. I give both... Um, Magaziner credit going back to basics and getting out of some of the hedge funds that weren't doing that well, but not getting out of all of them that that uh, Gina Romando put people in. I give Gina Romando credit uh, for helping shore up the pension plan. But yeah, um, it, it's not a it's a position that I think we've had some good candidates recently. In the past, we've had some pretty pretty uh, poor candidates. I think you know Frank Caprio is a good guy. Um, he, I don't think he did as good a job uh, as the, uh, the the recent two uh, treasurers. But if you want to juxtapose that, I know they basically had Democrat and Democrat crime arguing against each other uh, during the debate. Uh, um, Adioso and um, Stephen Pryor. So if I ran for general treasurer and got elected, we wouldn't go bankrupt then, providing I kept my nose out of uh, the uh, the office and and not. And not tried to pull off any policy stuff of which I know nothing about. Well, again, the, the staff is experienced, and um, there are things that happened under magazine that they think were important. We had a very poor 529 plan, and he changed that. Uh, so he did some very, very positive things. But no, the state's not going to go bankrupt if you uh, just let them run it. Uh, it's it's probably going to run itself to a, to a certain extent. And again, I've always given credit to the last two uh, treasurers for, for doing important things. But it's kind of interesting going back and not leaving this topic um you probably saw the debate where um dioso was taking credit for overseeing a bankrupt community one square mile wide mm-hmm. and saying that gave him the qualifications to be treasurer and said uh prior said no he goes i'm from new york city overseeing the 9-11 investments and uh building the city back up so if you took them and took out the d and looked at them both clearly Stephen prior is the better candidate all right well uh, Stefan won't be with us tomorrow. James will, and we'll chat with him on the Upfront program. Welcome to the program. It's a talk show. And we have a couple of ways to uh, get on the program. You can call us, as people do, 769-0600-766-1380. And you can send us an email, upfront at WNRI.com. Upfront at WNRI.com. And then uh, we uh, let uh, Chris uh, bring up topics. I do apologize for taking the lead and uh, introducing the first topic. But since I had a general treasurer candidate coming tomorrow, I thought I'd get a little bit of background on that office. Uh, So tell us, um, what do you see as uh, one of the stories you'd like to uh, introduce today? 
Certainly, you should never apologize for taking the uh, the lead because you usually got your finger on the pulse of what people want to talk about. We certainly will get to and talk a little bit more about the Trump raid. We talked about that yesterday, uh, last week, excuse me. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, there's been some developments. But right now, uh, CBS, World Headquarters, as we speak now, still in Soccer, Rhode Island, Walgreen um, out in Illinois, and um, Walmart in um, Arkansas all uh, got hit with a $650 million fine from Ohio about opioids and not doing the best they could do to manage it. And you take a step back, you say, well, why didn't they go after the doctors? Why haven't they gone after the small pharmacists? The reason why they're going after these guys is they've got the money and they're, they're, they're easy targets. So I'm sure they're going to appeal this, but then you start thinking about it and juxtapose the... Um, number of people affected in Ohio. And I looked it up quickly. I could have guessed, but there's about 11 million people in Ohio. So 350 million people in America. So if you take that case and extrapolate it throughout America, are these companies responsible for 33 times the $650 million that they've been hit? It doesn't make any sense. It's disproportionate. Um, but clearly you've got uh, a Ohio judge only worrying about Ohio and you got to think that this is going to be overturned. And there's no way that this uh, makes sense from, uh, for me, from an ethical standpoint, from a legal standpoint, and a monetary standpoint. You're just going to put these um, companies out of business, and that raises another issue. Why aren't we suing China? Why aren't we suing India? Why aren't we suing Mexico for fentanyl? Um, they, they, they all have uh, trillions of dollars. Let's grab three or four trillion dollars from them and use that money to help uh, eradicate fentanyl in, in America. Can we do it uh, legitimately? Can, can uh, a country sue another country? And, and what is the international body that governs that to make sure that we get our payment? Or is that just like a, a more philosophical discussion? Well, if you go back to the uh, 80s, we did sue Iran in, uh, for, for the hostage uh, crisis, and we, we seize their money, then it's a question of how, how do you seize their money. For me, and I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek, there's about $4 trillion of, um, of U.S. Treasuries in China's hands. We could always just make those null and void and pay for, the, uh, you know, pay for COVID as well. Um, so th there is precedent, but it's just like anything else. Um, putting financial pressure on Russia is, is relatively easy uh, by the United States and the world economy. Russia makes up about 1% of the world GDP. It'd be very difficult to do sanctions on China that has a $14 trillion economy and it's the world's second biggest economy. So it's all a matter of who controls it. Just like when you invade a country that, like Granada that may not have nuclear weapons versus a country like China or India that does have nuclear weapons. It's all about who's got the biggest stick. And uh, there is precedent for doing it, but I'd rather do it the way Trump did it, is talk to the uh, president of China and say, uh, excuse me, the president of uh, Mexico and say, this is the way it's going to be. You, you've got to stop immigration or we're going to have issues here. You've got to stop the fentanyl. We're going to have issues here and we're going to build a wall. So there's certain ways to handle it. And I'm not sure the uh, Biden administration knows how to handle anything right now. Do you have an opinion on something you'd like to share with us, a topic that you would like to raise uh, an opinion that you would like to uh, draw from us, uh, well, you're welcome to uh, call us at 769-0600-766-1380. Up front at WNRI.com if you want to write a little note to us. And if I uh, open it up or if I see it, we'll uh, acknowledge it here on, on the program. And we're going to let uh, Chris bring up one more topic. And then we are going to take a little bit of a, of a break here to uh, check in with our sponsors. But um, the um, fines in the Ohio area against CBS Walgreens and Walmart are not the only story in the news uh, this week. Uh, there's been a few others. Uh, did you know? Well, you know that because I'm already looking at an email from you on other topics here. Other topic. Oh, just very briefly, you can never underestimate the power of the peace of mind that WNRI will give uh, our listeners. And I heard, was it yesterday that uh, Sheldon Whitehouse uh, made an appearance here? He was here, in, right here in the studio, right? 
and you play some excerpts as you normally do. And I was extremely worried about Taiwan and China. And coming from such a distinguished senator like White House, saying that there's no way that China is going to invade Taiwan anytime soon, I can just put that to rest. And I have no concern, pretty much as Kamala Harris said, that Russia will, will not invade the Ukraine. So um, with these kind of thoughts out there and these kind of statesmen, um, I'm very comfortable. I don't know how you are. Well, uh, he thought that um, the Chinese leaders uh, would be looking at what happened to Putin in the Ukraine and uh, thinking uh, that their military might was so strong that the Ukraine would fall in a couple of days. Once the Russians marched in there, the Ukrainians would lay down their arms. But it didn't happen that way. It's not happening that way. And it could not happen that way for years to come. Or, as earlier in the program, as Mr. Whitehouse said, Mr. Putin, when the cold weather hits the Ukraine, uh, there may be maybe a settlement this winter. Uh, on that Ukrainian situation. So anyway, uh, that was the justification that Mr. Whitehouse was using that the Chinese may say um, easier said than done in taking over uh, the uh, island of Taiwan very quickly and without resistance from anybody. Of course, they got, they've got some, uh, some jets there that uh, we sold them and some well-trained pilots that train uh, down... In Florida all the time, uh, Taiwanian, uh, I don't know if that's a word. Taiwanese. Taiwanese pilots are in uh, all the time down in, um, down in the Florida panhandle. And they're, uh, they're using those, uh, those jet fighters all the time in training. So it's not like uh, Taiwan doesn't have anything to, uh, to show if somebody decides to uh, challenge them. So I don't know. That um, was an interesting remark from Mr. Whitehouse anyway. Right, but he, 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 makes a, he makes a big assumption. And what has Putin really suffered at this point? Um, there were sanctions throughout most of the, the Western world. The, the ruble got cr- crushed, I think, by 50%. It's back up to where it was before. They are actually selling the uh, oil and gas uh, to China. So uh, politically and economically... Um, it's, they really haven't suffered much. So I don't think I would hang on to that. So I think the junior senator from Rhode Island is probably wrong about that. But more importantly, did anyone ask him about Bailey's Beach? And no. Why he's still a member. Well, actually, some, some, one of our regular listeners did. Um, of course, I had it on my mind. But that question has been asked so many times yep. uh, that, um, to me, it's his way I look at asking a question like that about it's like when you have State Senator Melissa Murray on the program and you ask her about uh, abortion. We already know how she voted on that and what she feels about that. So do you ask the same question? Um, it's like asking you, uh, are you regulated in your industry? You know, <laughs> right? Like your answer is going to change uh, from uh, today to tomorrow to last week to last year. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are basic questions that only people who don't like uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, and a lot of people don't like it. He admitted, he said, I have my enemies. And so, um, yeah, you, you could, uh, would I please a few people if I said, yeah, what's the Bailey's Beach story? Uh, why don't you repeat it for us the 10,000th time with uh, the same answer, right? And would that make somebody happy? I guess it would, right? Well, to, 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 to be clear to you, and I think you know this, and to be clear to the audience i wasn't suggesting that you would ask i was bringing it up as a topic it did uh, it did show up yeah, though uh, yeah from a, a chronic uh, caller a chronic emailer rather and um you know this is the person that also wrote in another email i'm listening to this guy and he wants to makes me want to vomit now i did not have anything said by sheldon whitehouse that made me want to vomit i thought i found it a uh, an enlightening interview on uh, the issues of the day that helped me get a better view on what things are all about. But um, not everybody sees it that way, especially if you dislike somebody on the onset, no matter what they say. Um, I think we have a former president like that, right? Um, there are some people, <laughs> no matter what he does, they love him. And 
No matter what he um, what he does, they hate him. Yeah. For the, for those in the audience who don't don't know, Bailey Beach uh, historically has not allowed minorities to, to be members, mm -hmm. and it's something that the senator is well aware of, and he makes excuses for them. But he is in a position to to affect change on that, and he, and he doesn't want to. And like you said, is it that important? Clearly, it's been brought up for for years. Mm -hmm. He's been a member. His family goes back many many years to this club. And obviously, it's not enough of an issue for most of the uh, voters in Rhode Island because he got back in. And then it becomes, like, like you pointed out, which is very, very important, he's, he just got reelected. He's in his late 60s. The question is, does he want to do this? How much longer does he want to do this? And, and I don't think this is an issue that's ever going to stick. If, uh, if Judge Flanders, imminently qualified, is not going to knock him off, then, you know, you know it's going to be very difficult. And that was um, the quality challenger to Sheldon Whitehouse. I mean, Judge uh, Flanders uh, was a person that if you really wanted to make a change and you voted for him and he defeated Sheldon Whitehouse and became the U.S. Senator, you wouldn't be losing anything. You'd be, uh, you'd be gaining but that's not what Rhode Island has wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They like lack of quality. Yes, and well, and you, you can't throw democracy around only when it suits you like Liz Cheney does. Yeah. Uh, that may be another topic coming up later in the show. I huh? would think so. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's press a button here and see if uh, somebody uh, wants to comment on something. Your views are next. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, Chris, uh, if uh, Sheldon Whitehouse was... Uh, elected president, you'd have the White House in the White House. <laughs> yes. That's that, true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> we're, we're just happy he uh, wasn't nominated for the Supreme Court. Well, if the Rhode Island people are happy with their economic situations, uh, they'll vote to send uh, the same people back to Washington. Yeah. So evidently, uh, we'll see that. Chris, um, this morning on the stock market channel, they were talking about increases that have to take place in the car insurance uh, industry and health insurance. Uh, they're talking about 18% increases in the health, uh, health insurance departments. Inflation is finally starting to settle in with a lot of our uh, benefits and uh, things that we've taken for granted over the years. Um, you know, with this new stimulus package called the uh, uh, Inflation uh, Reduction, it's nothing more than a stimulus package for the poor, which is great. And the merchants of the world, they're going to wax rich from this. So I think that uh, the middle class is being completely uh, picked clean of their wealth. And uh, I, I don't see any any uh, thing coming up in the future that's going to reverse that. What should the average middle class person do with their money? Should they go out and spend it, give it to their children, give it give it away so they can spend it? What What do you suggest the average middle class person in Rhode Island should do? Oh, there's there's, uh, there's so there's so many things. That's that's such an a generic question that fits uh, so many different situations. Um, you know, people are going to find a certain amount of money that they want to invest. People are going to want to have a certain amount of money that they, they want to um, spend. Um, I, can, I can give you some general things. What I tell people, um, I don't want you to be 85 years old. It might be my client have $10 million and haven't spent any. So there's always a trade-off between the, those things. It, it's hard to say. I can go back to what um, Warren Buffett said. If you want to fight inflation, be exceptionally good at, at something that, that you enjoy. And I, I work my butt off to try to be the best financial advisor I can be. But to tell people generically what to do with their money is, is challenging. I can go back to, to your point, though, regarding health care and auto insurance. Um, one, not too long ago, bring up Warren Buffett's name again, he had mentioned that the United States' expenditure on health care is 16% of GDP and the rest of the world is at 8%. Therefore, we have an 8% disadvantage. Well, that, 
16% is up to like 22%. So more than one out of every $5 in America is spent on health care. So that's a problem. Then I always add as, as an addendum, if you're a very rich foreigner and you need major surgery, where the hell do you go? You go to the United States of America because we have the best health care system. As far as auto insurance, um, I got to know the CEO of Amica Insurance, and I'm probably the only person at a cocktail party who wants to talk about insurance as much as he does. I was very surprised when people started driving less during the pandemic that these insurance companies gave back money to the, to the policyholders instead of building up their reserves. So right now, um, and I haven't seen the article, but people are driving faster. Um, they're still used to the pandemic days where there's nobody on the street. As I was driving up here today... Um, people are driving crazy. And the other thing is these cars that have sensors, uh, self-driving or, or dynamic cruise control or, or warning signals, those things are all getting more and more expensive. So when you do have an accident, they become more and more expensive. So I don't know if that answers your question, but as, as far as the money thing, um, I just don't want somebody to squirrel, my clients or anyway, squirrel all their money and, and not live. Yeah, you, you got to have money to put aside. So I, I got to give a very generic answer on that one. Final point, sir. Right. The, yes. Um, being that uh, inflation, in my case, uh, my figures that I've kept uh, for the last year and a half, I'm figuring that uh, my wealth has decreased by about, in, it, in, it, in the next few months, is going to decrease by 55%. This is, this to me is, in, in a two-year period, this to me is very unacceptable. And I don't hear anybody talking about it. You, you know, and they have the same bills that I have. Because there's so few of you out there. <laughs> no, no, I, I think, I, I think that, and, and again... Um, I, I want to be fair and balanced. When, when, when the Democrats do something great, we're, we're going to talk about it here. When the Republicans do something great. But we'll see. We're, we're well less than 100 days be, before the midterms. And I think people are going to speak up. And I, I can tell you what my father always told me regarding wealth is that nobody ever got rich off a of W-2. It's what you own. So you either own stocks or real estate or own a business. That's really the way to create wealth in America is to own something. So that's every, to each his own. One individual sent us an email about a month ago talking about trading cards and, and collectibles. Um, there are many, many companies that are helping people do that. And if you see anonymous uh, buyers of very expensive collectibles, it's usually... Uh, a very, very well-known rich person who doesn't want to be known who's diversifying their portfolio. So, yes, it's, it's very, very difficult. And then, you know, just throwing this out off the top of my head, I think it was 5.9 uh, Social Security was increased this year, which is a phenomenal amount. But based on the fact that inflation is running double digits, it's not such a phenomenal amount. So it's very, very challenging. And we'll see what happens in November. And it looks like there's going to be a red wave because a lot of the stuff, as you know, as much as anyone, has been self-inflicted. You you drive and you see that diesel going from $3 to to Um, (laughs) $7. Inflation is, is inevitable. Would there be a red wave in Rhode Island, Chris, that would blow everybody's mind? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't think Pe- so. People get the government that they deserve, and you, you, you see that they feel, if you see the, the state house, they feel it, it's their job. To, to control people because people, are, uh, they feel people are stupid. And I think the more, it's, it's um, part and parcel for the Democrats to have more and more control. You know, we have gun control in, in Rhode Island, yet we're not, uh, but we've, we're not pushing back on the violent criminals. And they're doing that in every city. So it's very, very challenging. All you can do is, is vote. But as we wrap up here, like I said, unlike Liz Cheney, if people want this, they, they want this, and you got to respect the majority. So thank you so much. We always, you always stimulate a lot of good questions, and thank you. Thank you, sir. Before we go to our break, uh, emailer and, and myself, uh, can you give us your assessment of the uh, inflation reduction package that was uh, offered and passed? And uh, a little bit of uh, support from the Republicans, but when 
when they were outlining, outlining the different uh, things that this bill does, the Inflation Reduction Act, it looked like it was an attack on, on, um, on people that I know. Um, and I'm not quite sure it's, it's really healthy for the company. I was just wondering how any of your, you know, any, anybody contacted you and said, this is not good. Or uh, is this something that can be absorbed by the economy very easy? Well, it's a significant amount of money until you think about what they want to spend for Build Back Better. And just common sense of supply and demand, the, the more you have of something, the less value it has. And we do not, as the U.S. Treasury, does not have this money sitting around. They're going to go to a printing press and they're going to print three quarters of a trillion dollars. Clearly, that's going to be inflationary. Um, and I forgot his name. They were asking a, con- uh, a Democratic congressman last night. And they said, what parts, they asked him a couple of questions, and one of them was, what part of of this act you think is going to reduce inflation his his statement was next question please he, he had no idea huh. he had no this is not going to reduce inflation if you look at it and they took it apart a lot of it is is, is woke is woke stuff you know they're they're increasing budgets to 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 create um equity and not, and not equality so they they certainly are looking to to do things that that really don't make any sense. It's, so there's a lot of pork here, and it's a lot of wokeness, and it's certainly not going to be good for the country. There's there's no question about it, and it depends. You want to look at the glasses half full. Uh, Manchkin probably did us a favor by stopping. Uh, Build back better, um, build America back, whatever they want to call it. Build back better, three trillion dollars, but we're still spending money that we don't have to and, and we don't need. It's it's, on, it's not good. You're on the upfront program on WNRI. We'll have more topics in a moment. Honey shop open right now, and coming this fall, all kinds of different classes, uh, like for instance, uh, how to uh, how to make a solar powered Halloween or fall wreath. From uh, the honey shop or uh, how to um, make pumpkin butter or apple butter. We'll have a class on that. How to make calzones and bread and spinach pies and so much more with a sourdough class. Advanced pasta classes coming and making hard cider. Have to be 21 and above for this. Hard cider. And how to do your own canning at home. Be like an old homesteader from way back, right? Canning at home. It's, a, it's an art, and you got to do it right. But uh, it's a lot of fun, and you can uh, save a lot of money. And those are some of the seminars or workshops coming up at the Honey Shop. And you'll find us at uh, 1300 Park Avenue right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. The Honey Shop, Kathy and Paul saying thank you for your support. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. All right, the Roast House is located in uh, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Did I say Bellingham, Blackstone, Massachusetts? I should know. It's the right of my neighborhood. Right at the end of my street, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we have this um, menu, uh, this luncheon menu that is available every day at 11.30. And if you're interested in some of the great um, the great items on it, like the tuna melt, um, that's a very nice uh, item. Or the tacos or whatever you feel like having. We I'm going to center today on the barbecued chicken sandwich, which is a broiled chicken breast, and it's basted with a barbecue sauce and topped with jack and cheddar cheese, and then uh, on a grilled buttered roll, it is served to you with one side, coleslaw I recommend, and a deli, uh, deli pickle spear. All eight ninety nine for the barbecue chicken sandwich at the Roast House in Blackstone, Massachusetts. Hope you'll stop in today and, uh, and enjoy their good food at the Roast House. 
All right, let's check in with Scott McGee, the real estate guy. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401 630 you're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hey, we're back to the Upfront program on WNRI. It's a talk show, and uh, we uh, talk in studio like we do with uh, Roger and Chris. Chris Boulay is uh, with us today, and then we uh, talk on the telephone if people want to call in, and then we acknowledge uh, emails if people want to write in. Good morning, Christopher Boulay. Good morning, Mr. Bouchard, Rhode Island Radio Hall of Famer. We were talking a little bit about the Inflation Reduction Act, also known as the IRA, not to be confused with the Individual Retirement Act. But um, one of the things that's probably very um, clear about why this isn't going to work, um, and this is online thing called Vox, which is extremely liberal and really not well thought of, says the U.S. finally has a law to tackle climate change, and they're talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. One of the things that they're touting is that they're providing, they're expanding the tax credit for electric tax vehicles to $7,500, and there were certain limitations, which, which were really designed to stick it to Tesla. But, in, but they're, they're, they're giving $7,500 in tax credit. Did you know, coincidentally, that General Motors and Ford are raising the prices of some of the electric cars by $7,000? Mm-hmm. So, therefore, um, th- there you go. So, if you don't qualify, if you make over $150,000 a year and you're buying an electric vehicle, that electric vehicle just went up $7,000. So, they're minimizing who can qualify for the $7,500. The IRA Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, is full of crap like that. Some of it a lot worse. But think about how that is not going to work and then expand that by $750 billion. And there you have a lot of nothing of a Congress that feels like they have to do something for climate change that doesn't have the technology at their disposal or the political will to do what's right. Chris, is the uh, Inflation Reduction Act being presented uh, in the, um, shall we say, the business news media? as um, a positive thing or is it uh, being critically analyzed like it is in the studio i i think both but you know if, if people are in business and they're in their capitalists they can kind of figure out what i just said which is not just common sense the more you have of something the less value it is mm. but who's going to benefit from it so a company like ubs or morgan stanley or merrill lynch they're going to come out with a piece in the next couple of days if they haven't already done so probably on my desk this morning is these are the companies that are going to benefit from 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 um uh, from the Inflation Reduction Act. So I'm not suggesting to go out and buy stock. I would never do that. But clearly there are certain companies that are going to benefit from this. So, again, they're picking winners and losers. Um, and often they pick the losers. One of our listeners writes, uh, Mr. Boulay, uh, good morning, Roger. And she sends us an email every, uh, every Thursday. So thank you, uh, Sandra. Good morning, Roger and Chris. And I'm struggling senior Yet that $730 billion climate bill doesn't help so much for lying about reducing inflation. Also, Minnesota adopted a race-based layoff plan for teachers. Yep. That was pretty funny, right? Funny and also pretty uh, sad where we're going. They uh, lay off white teachers first despite their, minor- uh, their uh, seniority as a teacher. Your thoughts? And since, and she didn't say it, Sandra, but your thoughts on what happened in Wyoming and Alaska, too. Here's a, ladies and gentlemen, five minutes of Chris Boulay. No, seriously, we've got a lot of topics yeah, going on here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Minnesota's crazy. We were talking about the, the other day. They're not even trying to hide this. Um, whatever you think about teachers' unions or what have you, seniority is one way of separating people. But by doing it by race, it's unbelievable. Um, 
And, you know, you talk about race, you look at the Ivy League schools, they're, they're all against Asians because they're, they're, they're going to be represented disproportionately because they're doing well in school and paying attention, and that's what they want. It's something that I thought I'd never see. I thought it would always be uh, implicit, not explicit like this. It's horrible. Uh, going back to Wyoming, um, the Democrats are not underestimating Donald Trump. Uh, Liz Cheney really upset her constituents. She got crushed. My understanding is it's the worst that an incumbent has lost in, in, in a century. Uh, and um, you know, she's talking about running for president. But for whatever reason, um, she has decided that she's going after him and going after Trump. And she did it in such a way that she carried no credibility. It was using a committee that had no cross-examination say that quickly, no, a committee that had um, uh, no representation on the other side. It was, you know, putting on prime time, hiring a uh, ABC producer to produce it, to make it uh, ready for TV. It, it was a disaster. And we can only hope that that continues to get a balance here because people who are doing things like making it race-based and who's going to get fired or not in terms of layoffs, those people need to be held accountable. That's not America. That's not the America I grew up in. Climate bill? Climate bill, she uh, said, in struggling, I'm a struggling senior, yet that $739 billion clim climate bill doesn't help. Well, um, uh, Sandra, I don't know if you're going to go out and get an electric car. I don't, I don't know, but... And again, if everyone, we talked about this, and I'm on the fence. I'm I'm waiting for a Tesla, or I'm waiting I'm waiting for an SUV, and I don't know which one. I may go whichever one I get first. So I'm not hell bent on electric, but we don't have the infrastructure to support it right now. So if they get what they want, um, they're going to it's going to create a problem. And then we got a situation where it wasn't Trump, it was Obama for the Paris Climate Accord that allowed the two biggest polluters in the world, China and India, to be treated differently than us. So we're holding ourselves to a higher standard that's going to affect our standard of living and hurt our uh, readiness for military, hurt our economy, and they're going to allow... China and Russia, I'm sorry, China and India, to go along and continue to pollute. What, what are you talking about? The same people who are taking 140 jets to uh, Geneva for the Google um, um, Climate uh, uh, Summit. It's, it's silly. If you really follow to the nth degree, it, it doesn't make any sense at all, and they're just trying to hurt America intentionally or unintentionally. Well, we'll grab a call in here, and then we'll go to another topic. Hello, what do you want to talk about? Well, a number of things, and Chris might have undone one of them. Uh, you know, Chris, when you talk about supply and demand and economic and finances, it's like, it's like the border. They have an entirely different reason for why they do things than what makes sense to the rest of us. Supply and demand, marginal utility, elasticity demand, all of that stuff goes out the window. They're not paying attention to it because their real goal is to get us to socialism. So the quickest way they can do that, the better. And as I used to say of Obama, as presidential material goes, he made a great community rabble-rouser. Uh, and as far as um, uh, senatorial, AOC uh, makes a good video dancer. Uh, and both of them, all of them, speak with four tongues. And the example is the environment, and the example is that they're out for the little person. If they were really out for the little person and they really thought electric vehicles were going to take and help the environment, I would have thought that what they'd have done is said, look, you get a tax credit, and this is where you may have undone me, Chris, um, when you said something about um, if they were aiming at Tesla. It seems to me that what you do is you say, hey, we're going to give credits to the people who buy electric vehicles under $30,000. Now, that motivates the manufacturers to stop producing them because there's going to be a bigger demand for them. And anything over, you know, $50,000 or $60,000 doesn't get a credit. So essentially what AOC is doing under the guise of helping the environment is once again helping very rich people and doing crap about the environment. But as I said earlier, modular utility, elasticity, demand, all, all your economic theories and things go out the window 
because none of what they do is predicated upon trying to achieve uh, energy independence, all the good things. What it is is they want to take and dominate and control. And just another example, it, it's going to sound harsh and it's going to sound outrageous, but they're working sort of towards a police state, and that is they wanted to defund the police, and then they overwhelm them with riots that last almost a year. Take uh, Portland, for example. And then you wind up with a bus full of people showing up in D.C., and the mayor says, hey, send in, alert the National Guard, uh, or, or the Army Reserve, or the National Guard. Not, not our local police, as if they couldn't handle it. So what they're working towards is eventually we'll be turning to the federal police to take care of law enforcement and the little rinky-dink stuff, B&Es and so forth, can get taken care of locally. You won't need that many cops because you'll have DAs letting them off the hook to begin with. So as they say, economic theory goes out the window, uh, financial decisions go out the window, because the real goal is to get as much damage done before they lose um, the White House. Uh, and as many illegals as they get across, that's going to be a, a problem that's going to grow uh, at geometric proportions. It's going to be exponential by the time they're through. If you say for each couple, let's call them a couple, that comes across that border and produces a kid or two or three or four, and they produce two, three or four, pretty soon what you've got is a Spanish-speaking population in America where English truly is a second language. But I get out of your way, guys. Uh, it's just that see, you can't think rationally no, you, you, to explain their moves because their rationale is entirely different than what the rest of the people think it ought to be. You, so you, I get out of yeah, your way. Yeah, you, uh, before I go, a couple of quick points. Sure. Um, you're, 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 you're spot on because you don't have to work too hard to figure out, you know, just listen to them. You know, Biden went on you know, record saying, well, you're not going to overtake America as citizens. You don't, you don't have F-16 planes. You don't have aircraft carriers. You know, that was a warning, you know. And also, the problem that they have, the Democrats have, and they can't figure it out yet, is a lot of these immigrants are coming from countries where this didn't work. Some of the, some of the people, a good amount of them, who are crossing the border from Venezuela. And if they're intelligent and they figure out, well, we, we just left that. Why would we want to vote that? So they're seeing a lot of these hardworking immigrants um, don't don't want that. That's and that's going to be a problem too. You, you see that with uh, with a lot of the American uh, Cuban Americans. You know, they, they see what's going on and they're coming here and they, they're more conservative than 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 uh, some of the, some of the uh, conservatives are. Chris, I always I always tell you and Roger, it goes for Richard too. You guys brighten my spot because, uh, well, now you, most of your listeners are thinking the same way. But I always thought, geez, am I just spitting into the wind, okay? But you just made my day because there is some hope, just as you say, that there'll be backlash by people who experience socialism. Now, whether they'll get bought off, okay, with benefits is, is entirely another question. And when you speak of Obama, you speak of AOC, you speak of Democrats, they knowingly lie. So why in the hell does anybody listen to them except that they hear what they... By the way, you know, they talk about the student debt bomb. I don't know if people are aware. That bomb goes off every single day. And I'll tell you very quickly. You're aware they've got those programs where if you have student loan, you can refinance the student loan. You can refinance or arrange payment plans. Whereas if you promise to pay 10% of your income for the next 30 years, they'll wipe out your debt if there's an outstanding balance at the end. Mm -hmm. So every single day, some group of students on those plans are hitting their 30th year. Now, if that doesn't burn you, try this one on for size. It's a function of income. Your net worth does not matter. So you could inherit your parents' home for half a million dollars. You could have a $50,000 debt outstanding, or in the case of the person I know, $200,000 outstanding. And she hasn't paid crap over the years because she's had crummy jobs and she's just dodged it. And when the 30th year rolls around, her $200,000 debt, which by then, using the rule of 72, will have doubled, she'll walk away owing nothing, but she'll own her mother's half-million-dollar home. 
So as I say, every single day, someone on one of those repayment plans, there's at least three of them, there's one that has an incentive, which is if you do work in the community, it's a 20-year plan or a 10-year plan, and they'll wipe it out. But otherwise, anybody signs on, and in 30 years, even if you haven't made any payments, Yep. Your debt gets wiped out. Yeah, so and and, and I, nobody no, nobody's talking about tr- wiping out trade school debt because those people have a, a, a purpose and they can pay them off. We always appreciate your call. You bring a lot of good facts here. Oh, I didn't mean to take up. No, nope, no, time. thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, another comment before we take another call? Um, just... Um, uh, uh, President Trump said, let, let America see. Key documents justifying the Mar-a-Lago raid at stake in pivotal court hearing today. Um, they, they got a low-level judge um, who, who to do this. I, I think it's a terrible mistake, and I think uh, they've gotten into a peeing contest with the wrong skunk. Um, the following months will let that unfold as uh, how American people feel about that. We'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. Hello there. Welcome to our program. Hi. How's it going? Hello. Uh, going good. Um, I'm calling in to answer a, a question from a caller, okay? Yes. Now, I had invested in Rhode Island in a three-family house, four-family house, and I lost everything. Now I invest in America, and I have stocks and bonds. Now, I lost about sixty grand so far, but it's back up. By forty, so I got four. I got twenty back. Okay. okay. Now I've also decided since there's going to be no red wave in Rhode Island, that I'm going to help the red wave in the country. And I said I'm going to donate twenty five dollars to ten of the most important Republican races. And the caller after me said, "That caller before you, which ten? Can I read the list of ten? Absolutely. Okay, men at odds in Pennsylvania. Agreed. Adam, Adam Laxoff in Nevada." Herschel Walker in Georgia. Yep. Blake Masters in Arizona. Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Chuck Morse in New Hampshire. Ted Budd in North Carolina. Marco Rubio in Florida. J.D. Vance in Ohio. And Joe O'Dell Degg in Colorado. And I'm going to give them all 25 bucks, and I hope the listeners out there do the same. And let's help that red wave in the rest of the country, because just like financially, I'm afraid... There's going to be no red wave in Rhode Island, but we can have that red wave in the rest of America. Uh, I, that's that, that's a good list off the top of my head. That's a very the good Allen list. The Allen Fung campaign could be yes. uh, your, only, uh, your only answer. The only Rhode Island, Island issue? The only I'll Rhode have Island. i think yeah. about that. I'll, uh, you know, but, but, and yes, I'm speaking to the listeners. If you heard me, there's where to put your money if you want to save America. Thank you. Appreciate your call. All right. And you recognized a few of the names on that list? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really good list. Um, elections matter, and policies matter, and there's, the Republicans are not perfect, but as been said, a lot of these Democrats are, are downright crazy, and the, their end game uh, is to weaken America, intentionally or unintentionally. Going back to the $93 trillion uh, Green New Deal that nobody signed on, nobody would touch. They were full of typos, it was incoherent, and they literally wanted to get rid of airplanes led by a uh, representative from the 14th District in New York who's um, actually in in her district, AOC, as LaGuardia Airport put out 25,000 people out of business. And uh, we even had a uh, senator from Hawaii thought it was a good idea to get rid of planes. Open at 3 this afternoon. Grumpy's. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak. Filet mignon or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner. All char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week at 3 o'clock Monday through Thursday at noon on weekends. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
now. Let's get back to the panel. Covering a lot of bases, huh, Chris? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of great calls today. All right, let's grab our final call of the program. And uh, if you could give us your views uh, quickly, we'd be all set with you. Hello, how are you guys? We're good. Do you, don't you find it absolutely astonishing that anybody would vote for a Democrat? You know, we, we see it the way we see it. I've gone on record that this year and maybe every future year, uh, I'm not I'm not voting for any Democrats, even my friends. I'm voting strictly strictly uh, Republican. Right. It doesn't matter if you're your friend or not. They go against everything you believe in. You're not going to vote for them. Well, like, for instance, in the Senate race here in Woonsocket, uh, we got Senator Pickard, a Democrat. And then we got this guy, Jonathan Renzendez, a Republican. And um, I would probably uh, go with the Democrats. So, um, so sometimes, you know, you, it's hard to generalize about all this because sometimes you find a race where you want to um, vote for. Like, for instance, in the general treasurer race in Rhode Island, um, I'm going to vote for Stephen Pryor. And if uh, the guy who's the Republican for general treasurer, I don't think he's qualified. So, um, so therefore, um, sometimes... It's not a, you know, a... I, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's the yeah. way I look at it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, you got you to set a precedent. Yeah. Because the, you know, like, look, I mean, has Biden administration done anything? The, the most, more people died crossing the border under that administration than any other administration in the history of this country. Have you heard anything about that? No. No, 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 they, 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 they've almost been intentionally incompetent, and and I, for the yes, months and months, right. I, tr I tried to keep an open mind, um, and uh, it, it's been a disaster. They're only moving more towards the middle because they have to. If nobody complained about gas prices and inflation, they would just continue right. to run this way. I believe that uh, only until oh, they're they called out that well, are they are they trying to uh, rectify the situation? Right, they're lying. As soon as if they they're lying, and as soon as they get reelected, they're going to go right back to what they they want to do is kill is kill the middle class. And you made a great point about uh, Ford and Chevy raising their prices seventy five hundred dollars. If that's not corporate welfare, nothing is. Yeah. Right? It, it's 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 it's, un, it's, un, it's unbelievable. All right, guys, thanks. Thank, a lot. Thanks for Thank taking you. the time. Yeah. Final comments, Mr. Christopher Boulay. Good show today. Thanks. Yeah. Something we can probably talk about next week is always going to be there. Santa Grassi says no whistleblower information reveals deeply rooted political infection within the FBI. I mean, we don't need that whistleblower to see some of the Texas between Strzok and uh, um, and, and um, I forgot, or, or Page, and uh, the insurance policy to keep uh, Trump from being elected. We all have our biases, but when we do our job like that and we're, we're the part of the Justice Department, we're expected to be fair and impartial, and this this is a disaster, and it's going to be double-fold. It's going to be, um, we're going to have to um, take unroot this, and, and who's going to want to be an FBI agent after this? I certainly wouldn't be a respected agency uh, when I was younger and have uh, very little confidence in them now. Sorry. We'll see you next week, Chris. You bet. Bye-bye. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Upfront program. Bye-bye. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.